0: I'm Jeremy Cloven, and whether it's playing an instrument, being in a band, recording in a studio, or mixing live shows, music has always been a part of my life. It's who I am. I've had the fortune to meet and talk to lots of interesting people, and they have some incredible stories that need to be shared. So, I'm putting the microphone in front of them when they're not on stage to capture something that might be just as great as their music, to give you a look behind the curtain.
1: Okay, we have sold out the phone. You're standing in front of 20,000 screaming fans. What are you gonna say to them?
2: I'm gonna
0: say...
1: Rock and roll!
0: The scene isn't dead, it's alive. This is Hail Hail Rock and Roll. It's a Friday night in October, and I've traveled a couple of hours to Ames, Iowa to talk to the Surf Zombies about their new album. I've known some of the members for around a decade, but we haven't seen much of each other lately. I'm looking forward to catching up with them and hearing about their new album, Return of the Skeleton. When I get to DG's tap, the guys are already loading in their equipment, but they don't go on for a couple of hours. I grab a pint and set up my mics in a little room to the side of the stage that has a couch, a stocked refrigerator, and low lighting. Maybe you'd call it the green room. Well, where do you want to start? I don't know. Uh, Let's start. We can do introductions real
3: quick. Hey, I'm Ian. I play guitar and uh, do mixing board things. So I had a big hand in recording it. We all did, though. We'll get there. You
2: go
4: uh, I'm Trevor I play bass And I write some of the songs
2: I'm Luke I play drums And I took over for Tyler Who had already recorded this album And then they decided to re-record the whole thing and So that added a whole lot of time to it
0: Oh, I didn't know that I didn't know that oh, yeah. Tyler had already, already started it Pretty Interesting
1: much. Hi, this is Brooke Hoover I play the guitar and we had a few false starts. We tried to do it like live to two track at a few locations, and then we did a multi-track all live at Ian's dad's house with Tyler on the drums. But I don't think we had the amps cranked up, and it just sounded a little too—I um, don't know—too little, a little too like sterile and weak. It just didn't punch, I guess. And we scrapped that, and and then we started over recording on a Tascam. Three eighty eights? No, 480. forty eight. four eighty eight machines. We, which, I've got one. Ian's got several, and so we did it. We recorded it on tape, and um, and that took a while too. <laughs> but you know, yeah, we we sort of focused pretty hard for a while, and then we might let it slip for a little while, and then we come back and we'll do some more. But there's a lot of steps to get the album done. <laughs> what
0: did you originally record to?
1: The stuff you Um, scrapped? Well,
3: we started out by trying to do it to... uh, uh, Brooke's got this Marantz. It's a portable uh, little little two-track cassette recorder that a lot of people use for like courtroom reporting and stuff. They're a pretty standard, stable machine that had been around for a long time. And we had recorded some practices in the basement with just two mics, two omni-mics going to that, and it sounded really good, like shockingly... Real and old at the same time, you know, like yeah, kind of, kind of performance based, obviously, because there's no, it was just two tracks or no overdubs or anything like that, yeah. Um, so we thought it would be cool to do an album like that, and our first live album that was uh, live from the Des Moines Social Club rooftop mm-hmm. was recorded that way with just two mics to the Morants. Oh wow! And just did some mastering, little stereo tweaks and stuff. Sure. Um, so we were trying to sort of recapture that. <laughs> and we tried recording it at CSPS Hall in Cedar Rapids one time before we had a show there. We were like, well, we'll get there in the afternoon and just record it real quick.
1: <laughs> that's not,
3: you don't, no, nah, that didn't work. No. There's no recording it real quick. We'd do one take and it'd be like, well, that's great, but Brooks' amp is too loud. So we'd move Brooks' amp back. And then we'd do another take and maybe the my guitar was too shrill. And then we'd turn down the treble on my guitar and the, the Tyler would screw up on the drums. You know, it was just like this endless, and we'd... we'd we're cramped for time anyway because sure. we had a show that night at that place and and uh, got m- maybe nothing actually done. And then, like Brooke said, we recorded it out of my dad's house. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same way, just we did it to a computer instead and put close mics on things so that we could tweak stuff. Sure. When we found out that somebody's guitar was too shrill for one song or whatever. And uh, we recorded, what, like 20 songs out there or something?
4: Yeah, like 20. It was like... Twenty or twenty-eight. I mean, it was a lot. It was like so many songs. Was, <laughs> we did, was we didn't even insane. end up
3: using all of those on the album. I was going to
0: say. So when you scrapped, you just scrapped the files. You did not, or the the music. You didn't. Oh, did you I scrapped the have, songs. I, like you have all. You did you write all new songs? We no. didn't write
3: all new songs. Oh, okay. Um, we wrote a lot of new songs because so much time had passed. That was like a year. That was that was two years ago that we did Jeez. that. Almost exactly <laughs> a little over two years ago. Wow. Um so some of those songs that we did out there, we scrapped. Some of them we used, and then we wrote a bunch of new stuff. We recorded probably 25 songs for this, too, and didn't Excuse me, didn't uh, finish all of them. Some of them, once they were on tape and we were working with the mix, it maybe didn't add up quite right or didn't seem—it just wasn't coming together. So, you know, sort of whittle it down to the 15 that are on the album that seemed like they worked and were uh, co- coherent, cohesive mixes and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, this was recorded to cassette, 8-track, and then we bounced all the tracks down to computer for editing and mixing so I didn't have to play the tapes 6,000 times. Sure. And we uh, did, did some little overdubs and, and re-recorded a few parts straight to digital and stuff. Um, Brooke and I would trade the 488 back and forth. We started at my house with uh, Trevor doing his bass to a click track, mm-hmm. and then I did my parts. And then we gave the recorder to Brooke, and he did his parts and then we re-recorded a bunch of stuff along the way, like things would be out of tune. Once we got it back, we find out that the bass was out of tune slightly on one song. It's just Are you sure endless... it wasn't the rest of the band? I... It was, was everything. It was just endless little tweaks. Sure. And then recorded drums at a couple places. My buddy J.L. has a studio called Mad Dad Studio in, in Iowa City. We recorded some at his place and then did the rest over at Brooks' house in Brooks' basement. And that's it.
0: Cool. Did we finish doing introductions? I just realized that. Yeah, I think so. I think we oh, okay. got all four of us. Yeah, okay. Trevor plays bass yes. and writes some of the songs. I mean, we started that. thinking about tape stuff when we went to that, so my brain left. All right, so, trying not to listen to Alkaline Trio in the background.
4: Yeah, it's like super distracting. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> cool.
2: that's a great song. We'll just give it to time. We're at DG's House in Ames. uh, I hear Matt Skiba has a karaoke machine when he plays live, so he can just read his lyrics so he doesn't have to remember every single song. I just
0: saw him uh, at Riot Fest a couple weeks ago. I did not see a karaoke machine. but Well, it would
2: probably be hiding by the monitor. Yeah, it might have been.
0: I wasn't that close. Maybe that's a lie. People
2: love to lie about things that musicians do. I I still love them.
0: iPads, and uh, it's a teleprompter app. So you can set the time of the scrolling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have to learn anything. When I played
2: saxophone, I would do that. Like, reading music, it's better to just have it there. Half the time you don't even look at it, but if you don't have it, then you can panic and get in your own head and Well, like,
0: I remember old Wheeler's stuff. If you guys played 45 minutes, how many songs was that? Like, 25 songs? You must mean blenders. Wheeler's have never played a 45-minute set, ever. Well, I feel like you'd still play a lot of songs in whatever the set was, no? Blenders used to play a bunch of songs Yeah, that's what it was It's Where cool be, it's, it's cool <laughs> I've only seen you guys maybe twice I've never seen you two, actually Did you Blenders. see when I was playing drums? Maybe
3: You see when it was just Trevor and Bree back yeah. in the day? Those were shows that would be Yeah, because I saw 36 them before, songs slammed back to back in 18 minutes Before I knew
0: him, not like I know him much now But like before I met him <laughs> I'd seen them. You know,
3: Wheeler sets were always twenty-four minutes long. We twenty-four. Nine songs. And <laughs> feedback a lot.
0: And Perfect. that was it. That's the Wheelers. I think you said if you ever something some reason why you never played longer than thirty minutes. So never, we didn't have enough songs. Is that, that just what anymore. it was? No. Yeah. short sets. And
1: the cops usually came after yeah, about sometimes. 24 minutes, the cops would just be there. That's how long it
0: would take from when someone dialed 911 to the cops to get to games or something. Something like that. (laughs) Alright, so you had to re record everything,
1: Um, but you're
0: happy with it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, what number album is this for the Surf Zombies?
1: I can say this. It's a fifth studio album. I've been practicing saying that a lot. Okay. <laughs> but there's two live albums and a bunch of compilations. and So, you know, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, I saw, like, on uh, iTunes, I saw a list of songs, or was it um, Spotify? There's a, a thing you can go to check your, uh, oh, what do you call it? Like the, the plays? Yeah. yeah, the plays, uh, projected plays or something, or past plays for 90 days. And there was, like... 93 songs that, different titles of songs we've, in the Surf Zombies catalog, I had no idea. But wow. And those
3: are just the ones that people listen
1: to. Y- yeah. I don't know where all the songs came from, but we got a lot of songs. <laughs> awesome. We just
3: listened to like 12 demos that Trevor worked up in the, I was going to, yeah. let me try that again. In the car <laughs> on the way here, we listened to 12 demos that Trevor had worked up. I was going to say, we listen to. 12 demos that Trevor worked up in the car but that sounds like he wrote them on the wrote way wrote them, them in true. the car <laughs> it's, yeah. not it's not like an yeah. hour and a half
1: drive we've got a not about, for us uh, oh, it's even more impressive about 40 three. minutes <laughs> we've probably got three or four albums worth of stuff just sitting oh, yeah. waiting to be
3: uh, the unreleased you know, stuff from this one could probably be compiled into an album of there its was, own there
4: was talk of dim- making this a double album yeah. That's what I was going to ask that question yep just
3: after like four or five years of working on an album and trying to get something done we figured it would maybe be better to finish and put something out instead of endlessly working or bombard people with like here's here's a $40 double album for everyone to buy because I don't know if that's even because <laughs> it has so, to be
0: $40 to cover the, the
3: cost pressing the double it. LP yeah um, but we might We'll see how it goes. I, there was also talk of doing like two real close back-to-back albums. Put this one out, and then finish up the next one, and have it out, you know, in a, within a year or something. Mm-hmm. But at the speed that Trevor and Brooke write songs,
1: uh, <laughs> we'd have new stuff yeah, ready to go that, too. Yeah,
3: that stuff we already recorded, we may have gotten over already, and uh, everyone's you know excited about what they just wrote, right. under, understandably.
0: So, do you ever throw out stuff? Like it's like you said, yeah. uh, time passes. And you're like, there's stuff we've that we were recording at my dad's stuff.
3: house two years ago that we don't play anymore that we didn't record for this it's one. It's not coming back. It's probably not. <laughs> Unless we hear it again in three years and listening through old recordings and go, Oh man. Yeah, yeah which we'll does find, happen. we we'll yeah, it, it. does again. happen from time to time. <laughs> I think there's a handful of Brooks songs yeah. that maybe were pulled out of the archives here and there. Hmm. I don't know which ones. They're your archives.
1: Yeah. Boy, I got a whole bunches of this stuff. Monster monster stacks of uh, demo Albums sitting around and every once in a while you find an, a song that you kind of forgot about and like oh boy I was
3: cleaning up my basement the other day and was going through my boxes of uh, multi-track tapes It I was like wow I've got like nine tapes in here that say demos I don't even know what's on those I don't know what band they're demos for <laughs> I don't know where I recorded them, anything so who knows stuff can always come back
1: wow Nice. I
0: forgot my next question. Hold on. Okay, so... Old music. When you do write new stuff... Alright, so let me start over. So Surf Zombies, if no one's heard them, they're a surf rock, right? That's the genre I believe yeah. is, is very fair to... instrumental uh, Instrumental surf, surf rock. rock. So when you write new music, do you find new inspirations when you guys are putting out new stuff? Trevor and Brooke especially? Like, is it oh, I'm listening to maybe a different genre artist or a different guitar player and then that makes you think of something that you want to write? I think if new? there's anybody here who writes stuff
3: that's inspired by things that aren't surf music, it's Trevor specifically.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I with the twelve demos that we just listened to in Ian's car on the way up here, uh, most of those, if not all of them, are just kind of like demos that I had on my phone that were supposed to be Blender songs, and we're supposed to like I was supposed to come up with lyrics for them, but I I just have a tough time coming up with lyrics and feeling like inspired enough to like run uh-huh. like an. You know something that I feel like is like uh, worth writing a song about because not enough crazy stuff happens to me, like that I feel like inspired and emotional enough to write a song about. So I just figure I'll just take the chords, take the melody, and then convert it into a sort instrumental song. is way easier than coming <laughs> up with, you know, lyrics to songs or you know to a song that I'm not really like super passionate about. Sure. Or something and then there's like the obvious, um, like. Uh, video game songs and stuff like that i I listen to like a lot of 8-bit and 16-bit video game music and that just gives me ideas for like different melodies and chord progressions that just sound cool i mean ultimately i feel like we're all just trying to write stuff that sounds like really hooky and catchy and even though it's surf music and there's no lyrics we still want people to be able to like walk away humming the the hooks of the song and uh, I think that's ultimately what I try to do and I think what we all try to do. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're definitely looking for
1: hooks when we're writing. And I try to write something that, you know, I listen to it and like, wow, that's kind of exciting and interesting. And uh, I write something that I hope that uh, the other band guys will get a kick out of too. I'm, I'm thinking of them and, you know, how they might want to play it. And if, they will, if they'll like it or not, I try to make something that the audience might like, too. So it's, you know, we're thinking of everything, but instrumental music is really uh, kind of fun to write because there's no... You know, don't have to get all hung up on the lyrics. And, uh, instrumental music can express. Lyrics can spoil a song so yeah. quick.
3: There's so many songs that I would really oh. like if it was a different singer oh. or if it if he didn't say, you know, if he didn't phrase something in a way that seems really stupid when it hits my ears, you know, that it makes me roll my eyes or whatever. You can't do that with instrumental music. Right. It's just all about the melody, and no, subject matter is, is up to the listener. Really. Well, and
1: you're not
0: chained to the uh, probably verse, chorus, verse... Chorus well, kind of thing to, we to, do to an kinda, extent. We do kind of do a structure, it, but. but. No, I mean, but not like you are with pop and lyrics. Like, if you have a writing. really hooky chorus
4: lyric-wise, you probably you should come back it to it. I feel right, I, right. I am very structured in my songwriting. I think those two can, the uh, Ian and uh, Brooke, can find ways to stray away from just like the verse-chorus or verse-pre-chorus-chorus kind of thing, but I feel like I am. Very structured and I, I, I don't I, I can't get away from it I don't know I think I just started writing songs like that and I feel like what I find is like catchy and and, and exciting is like uh, the build to the chorus or something like that and so yeah I feel like I am very structured but those guys get get wild and abstract and crazy I
1: try to uh, right uh, leave some room for some uh, expression uh, at the gig, you can maybe, if you fi- see a, an opening, you can maybe move a little bit here or there. So there's a little bit of space. And if, if Trevor wants to dress up the bass part, I go for it. Or if Ian finds a different way to play it, that's great. Or if Luke you know, takes a little turn on the drums that makes it a little better, that's totally cool. So I try to you know, write in a little bit of that um, flexibility.
2: I feel like when they have me do the drum parts, a lot of times they just give me a lot of imagery too. They're like, for like Rogue Wave, he's like, all right, you know, you're you're out there on a surfboard, waves are coming, all of a sudden a storm, you know, big (laughs) wave coming, and Mm -hmm. it's building up to that, and then all of a sudden you really you put yourself in the song and you realize, you know, there's there's just kind of a natural flow to it, and other times, you know, they'll be like, okay, it's a big slow kind of a a lurpy tempo. It's a song called Do the Lurp from a (laughs) previous album and when I was first joining the band, Yes. I was kind of rushing it a little bit. And they're like, just, you know, think of you've had a little too much to drink, or, you know, just a big giant of a guy had too much to drink. And he's trying <laughs> to get through this crowd. and He's just kind of. That's excellent. Bouncing yeah, he's left, and right. He's did, and once I got that, then all of <laughs> a sudden I have this image in my yeah, head that just the drum part ma- w- makes uh, a lot of sense. And, yeah, yeah, It right. becomes a lot of fun. So Often, I think that's really neat, too. I'd love to get some songs animated. Uh, a lot of the and just songs have a have something story like behind that. Them. So he yeah, had great stories behind a lot I of, of gonna songs. I was going to say, I think
0: the first time I ever <laughs> saw the Surf Zombies was at First Avenue Live. So that would oh, have been... yeah. I was at that show. I was not playing that right. show,
1: but I was there. Kyle on uh, guitar. Yeah. i Joel sure. and Possum. Yeah. yeah. And, me.
0: and I was going to say, I don't know what album that would have been.
1: Probably something weird. Yeah, that was before album. Lust
0: for but Rest. But uh, the, there was like three or four songs in a row that reminded me of a like Spaghetti Western soundtrack. Yeah, I, I just, love that in there my you go. Head, That's what I was imagining... Like, you were writing too, you know, so to yes. go with what Luke was saying about the imagery thing, like, I definitely can get that from some stuff, especially <laughs> when there's like a collection of them. And, uh, yeah, no, I just that's, well, that's what's great about know. instrumentals, you 2008? 2008? Yeah, yeah probably, probably 2008.
1: yeah, 2008.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so lyrics can, yeah, so no burden of having to write, yeah, uh, generic, relatable pl- lyrics, right?
1: We play songs Kyle Oilo wrote and Joel McDowell wrote and Doug Roberson. So we. There have been many surf zombies over the yeah, years. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got other writers that were in the band before that. You know, their legacy we preserve, and you know, we might have not done their songs for a little while, and then we're like, hey, we really should do that one for a while, and you know, we might cycle them out eventually. But
0: talking about uh, inspiration generally for this album, was there any particular imagery or or inspiration? Uh, just looking at the album art It's a skeleton on a motorcycle kind of looks like a certain <laughs> Artist who I forget the name of He was a big Harley artist Oh yeah And had a kind of airbrush Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh He died maybe a decade ago but Oh
3: We Brooke had the idea to go with Kind of the fall colors Instead of doing we, You know uh, Our last album It's a thing Was like a cartoon uh, Comic book cover Kind mm-hmm. of art Yeah It was really bold and bright uh, Playground colors. Yeah. Playground, yes. So I think uh, it was Brooks'
1: idea to kind of stick with some more subdued kind of... Earth tones. Earth yeah. tones and stuff. Um, and the cool thing, this came out right now when the leaves are looking pretty awesome yeah. today. I, was, I took a video of some super bright chartreuse leaves and some really bright orange. Like right now, it's, it's perfect for this album to come out. Who did the art? Oh, yes. Aaron Wells, who... She's oh really? A, yeah. You know, Aaron? you know Aaron? She lives in uh, San oh, Francisco now. I know
0: a man named Aaron. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, Aaron, different well, Aaron. He works for a production company I used to work for.
1: Yeah, she went to co. Aaron with an A, two A's. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Not she the went one. to co and studied art, and she's an illustrator in San Francisco. And she took some bass lessons from me. We became really good friends. She did the album art on our first album, which was self-titled. it has got the surfing skeleton. And now we've got sort of a kind of a surfing zombie skeleton. And now we've got the crazy zombie skeleton dude on the motorcycle. Oh, okay. Returning, if you will. So thanks, Aaron. She did great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is nice. And it's, it's uh, different from, like you said, the previous stuff. Uh, yeah, we were kind of trying to do like, like before a. Before d- it's, uh, get strange? Get weird?
3: Something, weir- or no, Something weird. Or no, I'm sorry. Before It's a Thing, it was uh, Lust, Lust for, for rust, rust. And that was like a pinstripey. Yep. Uh, motor with a hot rod, hot uh, rod. yeah a spark yeah spark plug
1: on the spark car a rat rod theme what am i thinking of with the mustang mustang was on something weird something weird yeah we love uh you know trying to get an artist to help us with the design and uh you know give them a little exposure and they help us a lot probably more than we help them uh sam gambino did the something weird and uh, lust for lust rust for rust he's a, a guy i met online that he's a Kind of a pinstripe painter artist guy lives in Alabama that's got a lot a big hot rod pedigree and so we might use Sam again he's been easy to work with
3: I think our idea on this one was sort of like a Stephen King book kind of feel Uh, I can
0: definitely get that without from that uh,
3: we didn't want it our to be, work. like, real Halloween-y or whatever with the skeleton, but just sort of, like...
0: You can bite all year round, not just yeah. October.
3: Yeah,
4: well, you don't want to be too shticky or <laughs> whatever, but... I thought I wanted it to be kind of like that book when you, uh, from our childhood, that was called, like, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. the illustrations from that. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of of that where... I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I, I, it probably isn't like that. I just wanted to bring that up because those illustrations are sick. <laughs> Man,
0: I really like those. Just saying. <laughs> yes, didn't they have like volume one, two, and three?
4: I believe it yeah. that.
1: Oh, I remember. The, 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 it was a late addition to the album, the song Return of the Skeleton. We were kind of had the album all set. And then I'm like, hey, check this out. And the guy said, hey, we should probably throw this on the album. I'm like, okay. And then that became, you know, we named the album after. It was just kind of a, a funny joke, uh, Return of the Skeleton. I wonder what that joke's all about. Yeah, I think you should probably enlighten us. Well, Luke had to miss a gig, and so we called Tyler to come in and, and uh, do a I think I know where this is going. And do a gig <laughs> to fill in for Luke, and uh, we said, "Hey, it's the return of the skeleton," and, and Tyler
3: is very bald and very slender. Uh,
1: (laughs) And, you know, we love the skeleton And so, it's a tribute to Tyler Who left the band
2: (laughs) He is a great drummer
1: Yeah, he's a killer
2: He made my job really easy when I joined Because he had so many great drum parts written He did all the previous stuff From old drummers perfectly And then Brooke plays the drums Ian plays the drums Trevor's learning to use computers to play the drums really well so when they give me demos they make my life so easy they're like this is what I want and then you know I can add things or mm-hmm. you know No, so they, they definitely give me <laughs> you do exactly what they tell you to do, and do. And then Luke changes it. occasionally it all, I get a, you know, a little cool. too weird with it and they'll come down and be like hey just make it a little dumber come <laughs> on like Make it make it flow because you know, I think everybody can get a little out
0: of hand sometimes, especially drummers. Boy, do we like to overplay! Yes. So I was sometimes. actually in a band with Tyler, and uh, it was just a pop rock band, and I was a bass player. And I was still I'm not, but it was especially not good at the time. And he was, I think, frustrated a lot as uh, being the rhythm section. Was not um he holds it down always? Yeah, and his parts are neat and
2: fun, and some of them are downright tough to play too. It's like it sounds so perfect and it sounds really easy, and then you go to play, you're like, "Wait, my arms don't move this way." Tyler, what are you doing? <laughs> yes, so I think he might be Slender Man because he's got so much yes. reach. Well, don't
3: downplay your part though too much, because there is a lot true. of stuff on this album that was written way after you had already joined the band. Where yeah. and, you know we worked it out with you. We don't we don't get to practice much because we all thing. live. In different cities Trevor and I live in Des Moines and Brooke lives in Cedar Rapids And Luke lives in Iowa City oh, Okay sure. So I think in the two years That Luke's been in the band We've had maybe three practices Maybe That were It's actually all of us With our instruments So it's so just so
0: you guys Sending files
3: We're sending files Back and forth And Yep And We learn it on our own time And maybe practice At a sound check And Dropbox and, Yeah Dropbox We
4: are truly In the future Of surf Music <laughs> We are living in Future
1: surf but, yeah, we've done songs where we're just like, okay, everybody be ready. Friday night, we're playing the song. Everybody heads up, and we'll, we'll run it live. It and usually like, well, works. Pretty close. Uh, but uh, this time, make sure to start on the right chord or something. But Well, the details. fact you can
0: walk around with it on your phone and listen to it all day. Yeah. You know, yep. And get it in your head and then go home and practice. I mean, that's a little different than... It used to be. I guess and we don't have say. to mail tapes or anything. do yeah. mail tapes. We're
1: gonna have to practice in 2019, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
0: probably at some point. Just to say, you did one or? Yeah. So we got
3: a lot of new songs. Let's do it. We got to put out this next album a little faster than we put this one out because this just took too long,
0: too many steps.
1: I bet we could practice at my buddy's in Knoxville, or uh, yeah, I got a buddy that's kind that's of that's like halfway-ish. It's halfway-ish. At the, for the Peachtree show? Well, it's... Uh, just for, practicing. Oh, just He's for practice. He's got a big machine shed. We could go practice there for a weekend.
3: Plus, it'll probably look cool.
1: Yeah.
3: And we should probably record while we're there, because yeah. why not?
0: You guys have a couple shows coming up. Uh, mostly the ones I've seen as the poster flyer graphic or whatever for... The CD release. Yeah, we Which got I'm hoping to put this bowl. out in the next week so that this will be before any of those shows. Yes. So you should be able to say those dates now. We and are. Venues. I believe this is being officially released on the 25th of October
3: 2018. Oh. Uh, we're playing at the Yacht Club in Iowa City on the 25th. We're playing at the Peace Tree Brewery in Knoxville on the 26th. And we're playing at uh, CSPS Hall in Cedar Rapids on the 28th. And what else? Octopus. Yeah, and Octopus in Cedar Falls on November 9th. We're playing in Des Moines at Captain Roy's on November tenth.
0: I've never been
3: there. Captain Roy's is a lot of fun.
1: He's super fun.
3: And then we're back in uh, we're back in Cedar Rapids at Iowa Brew November seventeenth. We're playing in Clinton, Iowa, on the eighteenth.
0: At Hook's, is it Hook's Pub? Oh, yeah. yeah, Hook's Pub. I played there. That is a fun place. It is small, but the people that go like to watch music and Perfect. listen to music. Yeah. That's Good idea. crowd. All and right. Then,
3: uh, oh, actually, I missed one. We're playing up in uh, St. Paul at, uh, let's see, where is it? Amsterdam? We're playing at the Amsterdam Bar and Hall in St. Paul on November Minnesota? 13th. St. Yeah. Paul, Minnesota. Awesome. It's a Tuesday.
1: Why not? Bring your coat. Why not? <laughs> let's just go. We don't know why.
0: What else would you do on a Tuesday? Just surfing in Minnesota, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be lovely weather in Minnesota. Of course. Should be in the 30s below zero. And then we're getting down to uh,
3: uh, Lawrence, Kansas at the replay in December, on
0: December 1st. Oh, excellent. So,
3: yeah, over the next. Month or two, we got a,
0: a pretty good handful of dates coming up. Yeah, and outside of just your normal area yeah in Iowa, Eastern kind of Iowa. Gotta spread Midwest. the word, right? Yeah, excellent. Uh, speaking of Iowa Brew, you guys also have a beer named after you.
1: We do. Yeah. Did, have you had the beer? Yeah, I've tried it. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. I have to be How, careful.
0: <laughs> How did you get a beer named after you?
1: um My wife's son, Chris. He runs around with uh, uh, Rob Steffen, who uh, his dad is a part owner of Iowa Brewing Company, and Rob was working there. And one Tuesday night, we were hanging out, and he said, oh, we should name a beer after Surf Zombies. And I said, make it an IPA. (laughs) I said, no, make it a double IPA. And that's about all I... And then I had some input on, like, a label design. That was it, and it just really... You know, I tasted we tasted it, and it was really good, and uh, it just took off. So it's, it's kind it's, it's pretty cool to be out at bars in like Des Moines and
3: see Surf Zombies on tap. Yeah. I bet. It, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's Iowa Brew weird. makes good beer in <laughs> it general. Really, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's incredible.
0: Uh, so, yeah, to, to know that, uh, Someone's making a beer is cool after your band, a, but then to know it's a, going to be a good beer that you would actually drink. a little blurb about us on
3: the bottle, too, that says that it's named after us, so that's pretty cool if it shows up in stores because I'm sure people have drank it that didn't no, realize. Right. There's guys there right.
1: at the bar, you know, ordering beers, and then they're going hey, this is this is a Surf Zombie right over here. And they're like, what? You know, or like, at Iowa Brewing Company, this is the guy, this is the band I'm standing right over here. And then they're like, you mean there's a band? What? <laughs> and they're all confused. <laughs> Yes,
0: there's a band named after the beer.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yep. When uh, <laughs> we're the Pabst Blue Ribbons, <laughs> my uh, like parents thought I was wasting my life and were just like, you know, you're just wait, you're wasting your time. I, yeah, you're putting all these albums out. When are you ever gonna finish being done with music so that you can get on to? And then I showed them that we have a beer named after us, and they were like. I love you again. <laughs> you can back you want. <laughs>
1: That's excellent,
0: Brooke. When are you done uh, playing music? When are you gonna grow up? And get I a was thinking job? about
1: it. Just maybe, <laughs> I didn't have any gigs for the past like three or four weeks, or I had very few. I was thinking maybe it's time just to stay home,
0: dust off a resume.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, all my wife does on the weekend is clean the house. So I think it's better to Get on the table. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I imagine she, your resume
1: just says guitar. She's an excellent, pretty much excellent housekeeper, but um, it's. I guess I'm I'm in for an eight-hour shift on Saturday and Sunday if I'm not out rocking. So it's better to rock. I agree. <laughs> yes.
2: Sometimes you join a cleaning cult, you know? I'm a, yeah, it's a cleaning cult. We're, we're working with Willy Wonka, though. We're trying to figure out a way when we crack Sir Zombie's beer to have our music play out of the bottle. We just haven't. We don't quite have the technology. We're trying I to love that. It'll be there soon. And we're going to get like, Freon, and we think that's the key. We don't really know. There's some
0: <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to molecular. drink
2: Freon. You won't drink it. You'll hear it. Oh, okay. Just,
0: Whoa. We're not there yet.
2: I shouldn't even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no one steal that.
0: No one steal that. Edit that out yeah, Copyright no,
3: Surf Zombies and Iowa Brewing
0: 2018 <laughs> No I just I, I think uh, you know bands have merch and then they're sometimes they are like oh we should do a koozie or do a bottle opener that's cool and different but I just have always felt or always since you've had the beer that that is kind of the king of all like oh. I don't know a cooler, like if you had a Surf Zombie surfboard that would be neat Yeah, yeah. But I don't buying a surfboard right. give me a break yeah. but I do buy beer right. so yes. Yes. many people do many people ha, have do. you tried it yeah. Uh-huh. I've probably drank everything I were brewing. Wow. <laughs> uh, our mutual friend Joseph oh, good. works there. And yeah, I was yeah. seeing him out before they were even open at beer tasting things drinking. He, he, he would hand me cups of beer.
1: He knows things.
0: He does. He's a smart guy.
1: Yes yeah. he is. I've tried
4: it. Oh I've had a Do lot of good. people
0: who don't even like IPAs
3: say that. <laughs> I was gonna too.
4: ask yeah, that question. That's true. I'm not a
3: huge IPA guy, and I know a handful of others who are like, eh, I don't really like IPAs, but that one's really good. Yeah, it's IPAs not like
4: overly hoppy or anything. It's it's much it's much more smooth, and it still has a kick. Like it'll get you feeling wobbly. Lurpy, lurpy, lurpy. Well, this last summer
1: was pretty tough because we were we'd set up outside, like, we can... Oh, and then the sun would come down, like, the afternoon sun. Which it was just so many... Certain So angle. many
3: thousand-degree gigs yes. this summer. It was crazy.
1: And you just... And you got the black shirt, and you just start radiating heat, and my God, I just... It just cooked my brain so many days, and uh, it was like, God, give me a couple of those Surf Zombie IPAs, combine that with a little heat stroke, and... Wow. <laughs> I had to... I had to make...
0: Yeah, IP may not be the best, generally IPAs are not the best sun. <laughs> the guzzling beers. Oh,
2: yeah. bad call. We, <laughs> we wear all black, too. Oh. Right. One day, Brooke messaged us. He said, hey, let's wear white today. I'm tired of being the poster child for heat stroke.
4: Oh, like a Andrew oh, no, WK. Doesn't he wear like, yeah, white jeans and white t-shirt? I think that's sensible. <laughs> we were almost going to start wearing suits, mashing suits. That would have been interesting. And then we
3: played 9,000 9, degree shows. It's like that.
0: Mm. Uh, the band Undisclosed mm-hmm. no used to wear suits a lot. And oh yeah. They did two tours, I think, with the same suits. And yeah. I love those guys, but I don't I know don't if think those I would were love dry cleaned. Maybe Uh-oh. ever on tour. Uh-oh. Yeah. And they, you know, it was a van tour. So. Oh, the van tour. The smelly, I'm sure stuff is thrown yeah. in a pile. And Yikes. Yeah, uh, So, okay, that's the tour dates. Uh, where can people find the album when it does come out? Obviously, your shows at the tour at the dates we just. Uh, yeah Mentioned.
1: I think Analog Ball in Cedar Rapids will be having. Oh, excellent! We'll be getting some albums in there.
3: We'll have it up for sale on Bandcamp. I believe it's probably going to hit like Spotify yeah. and Apple Music. Okay. Um, sure. As as the far norm. as hard copies, uh, yeah, we're just going to have to take them around to the local stores where, wherever they will have them. Cool. For people who don't live near us, probably just Bandcamp is the band way camp to go.
1: Is easy, just and they'll
0: be able to the physical there. copies. Oh yeah, yes. oh,
1: okay. we'll, we'll mail them we out quick. It. We've got shirts, and I think we've got some koozies coming, and lighters, stickers. We're talking about rolling papers. It's true. Uh, maybe a beach towel, but we also we want the beach towel just with Brooks' face peeking out of the corner. <laughs> <laughs> The Rolling Papers. Yeah, we got a lot of merch. We got key uh, keychain, bottle openers, stickers. We got picks like crazy. Did but you see Canada, the, the
0: Rolling Papers? That uh, might be very helpful up there now. No. They just legalized everything? I mm-hmm. did see that.
2: Okay.
3: Congratulations, Canada. Hey, Canada. <laughs> it's
0: a big day for you and anyone living near the border.
1: I still blame Canada. <laughs> we really want to sell lighters to children. That's our main goal. <laughs> just more fire. More
0: fire in the hands of More fire, children. more shirt. Mm-hmm. We're all about it
1: Fire, fire, fire
0: I think one of my biggest issues as a small child Was how hard it was to start fire I just had to bang rocks together or uh, <laughs> It's not sticks. the olden days anymore no. we're,
3: we're emailing it songs was, back and forth yeah.
0: It was so hard to start plants on fire behind the garage we used to With <laughs> just some matches If I would have just had a lighter Matches I in a Folgers
2: can <laughs> yeah. Accelerate my
1: pyro Yeah so much We used to love to gather and then burn our like model planes Model oh, tapes. yeah. Model and ships and anything will burn if you put enough. I mean, model paint
3: burns really good. Ooh. Uh,
2: Building model airplanes, he
3: says. Yeah. I was young once and burned things. But no, we
0: don't really mean that, but it's all funny, right? <laughs> yes, no, we have we're, to say that afterwards.
1: No. Disclaimer
0: we, we of course, don't want kids we, to burn anything. No, we're teasing. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh, it's fine. I'm sure if they're listening and know any of us. I don't know about you But any of the rest of us They know we Are yeah, full of sarcasm just teasing kids Cool I think that's all the good info On the album um, I think my last question Is going to be What are you listening to right now?
1: Oh gonna, back, Brooke. Um, the best song Of all time Is uh, Leader of the Pack By I think it's the Shangri-La's Is that good right? Good choice That's the best song of all time Awesome Ian I've been listening to a bunch of
3: Jamaican music First Wave ska And uh, Dub stuff mm-hmm. From like the early 80's I'm really into Scientist the Scientist meets the space invaders the Scientist rids the world of the evil curse of the vampires Very heavily into
1: Dub right now Cool That's yeah. awesome it does sound I didn't cool. see that coming I, I filmed Ian uh, working on his board On some stuff he was making Some dubs Yeah I'm jams doing some of my wobble. own stuff could, It was so fun to watch him mix It's a, a blast I He's love just doing moving it. and grooving and Hitting faders And turning delays up and down and, Oh my gosh You watched crazy. this
4: process
3: happen? I watched it He I hasn't it. even shown
1: me Oh my gosh You gotta watch it
3: it's the, They slept in my house that night You slept oh, at your own place Go see it I
1: wanna see it It's It's performance art The way he mixes
4: I love it It's fun What's Trevor listen to? I listen to video game music. Uh, I listen to the Beatles. I listen to J-pop, Japanese pop, and Japanese pop punk because music over there is really, really, really cool and it doesn't sound like anything over here. And, yeah, that's per- pretty much it. And then instrumental surf music, I do listen to a lot. of that. Luke? I've been kind of all
2: over the board. We were playing Vintage Twerkfest and... Mm-hmm a guy who owned a record store was there and he had a bunch of Ventures records so he cut me a good deal on those so I've been listening to a lot of those Um, I love punk rock too so this band Pears out of the Chicago area I've been listening to a lot of Pears their split with Direct Hit was awesome Um, it's a little heavier than I usually go but I've kind of enjoyed that and their drummer Pears drummer is probably one of the best drummers I've ever gotten to see play or just I don't understand like when I listen to it I don't (laughs) physically understand how it works it's just too fast (laughs) And too old, it's too good um, So that's been great But yeah, the Ventures, the Atlantics, the Shadows All the instrumental surf rock has been a lot of fun Excellent And then just, you know, everyday Green Day Ramones stuff You know, just all the classic we all The Go-Go's yep. you know, The Green Anthem from Iowa City's got a new album coming out soon So been listening to a little bit of that and Watching them tweak that It's going to be awesome
0: Awesome, alright, thanks guys, I appreciate it This is awesome Of course, we got thank two. you We're DG's Yankee. Tapping Ames in a little backstage room and uh, have a good game. Thanks, thanks
1: man thanks a bunch see y'all awesome thanks to the
0: Surf Zombies for letting me ask them questions please go patronize their Bandcamp store or check out one of their upcoming shows special thanks to Laura Caden and Douglas Cloven for getting me started Hail Hail Rock and Roll is recorded and produced by me Jeremy Cloven our theme music is the song Hesitation Sequence, courtesy of Faces Turned Ashen. I hope you enjoyed our first episode. It was a lot of fun. I
1: think we'll do it again.